Let's have a chat with David Eustace, who is up at the Gold Coast and uh, very keen to hear how Spywire pulled up after Saturday. Good morning, David. Hey, Dave. How are you? Very good, mate. I'm well. Uh, how did Spywire pull up, mate? Because we saw the best of him on Saturday. Yeah, he's pulled up great. Um, Josie's obviously on hand up there. And, um, yeah, I couldn't be happy with the way he came through. He was obviously, you know, very impressive. Although, you know, he was challenged and kick clear and uh yeah couldn't have couldn't have done it um any easier really you know the one thing that's in my mind now with this horse and i don't know if we will see it on grand final day next saturday but i never forget when you said it wrong you know it, we, we spoke about tactics before the race and you said oh look if he does find cover expect something you know expect him to go to a, a different dimension he, he obviously he's getting there so naturally, jumps so well, puts himself in the race. But to the day that he doesn't maybe put himself in the race and he has to come from behind, I am excited to see what he can do. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how he performs when he gets a chance to do that. It might be Saturday, it might not. Um, it just depends on um, how the race uh, shapes up. So. Um, you know, he's he's obviously an exciting horse. He's still a little bit raw, but um, really feel the back up all, all suit. He he does race a bit fresh, and you know he shouldn't on Saturday off the back of uh, the run. What about uh, in Sydney this week? You've got uh, four runners I see in the noms, uh, and that have accepted for Warwick Farm Wednesday. And punters will already start doing their form. Looks a fine day. In Sydney, uh, flying Chevrolet, you've got going around for the stable. The two trials have been nice and uh, ran a good second, uh, albeit at Orange. But we've seen some good horses come through Orange in that uh, country part of New South Wales. So, uh, punish shouldn't be deterred by that. No, no, that's right. You um, you can't discount that form. And um, yeah, she's um, she's a nice filly. Obviously, I haven't had a chance to have a look at the races yet, but. Um, Perform pretty well. Another one that I wanted to ask you about was uh, Magic Shadow. Um, it goes the races there on Wednesday. Uh, a pair in Canto Gilding who came through a Newcastle run pretty good, made up good ground, looks to have ability. Yeah, nice horse. Taking a little bit of time just to come to hand, um, but we've given him that and uh, he performed. To be honest, he probably should have won on debut, but um, this has been the plan since then and uh, obviously great prize money. What about um, for the go- the coast on Saturday? You'll have a number of runners, uh, you would think. You've got, obviously, horses in all different uh, types of races, uh, a lot of big owners as well. But an interesting one is in this uh, debut for the Phillies, this Frobel star, who've got uh, all the, the ladies involved. Um, does she have ability, this Zusane? She wears the same colours as the old man? Yeah, she, she does. Uh, nice Phillies, obviously done everything right to get to um get to this point um you know nice and early in her career and um yeah trial trial well so naturally she's she's it's going to be a test for her but she's traveled up really well and um should be competitive if if uh she get her trial form equates to the track but chatting with David Uses this morning. David, what about running by? Uh, he was a good winner at Ramwick. Or she was a good winner, I should say, uh, on Saturday. Uh, she's very, very consistent. Yeah, she's been you know, nice and progressive. Um, obviously, at the start of the prep, she already had 
you know, solid three-year-old form in the book, but it's nice to see her improve. And um, she will continue to improve as well. I thought it was a pretty good performance on Saturday. So um, I think uh, be surprised if she didn't end up in a stage race through the autumn. Yeah, okay. I've noticed that, and we spoke about it on Friday on our, our punting show. It was brought up the fact that we're seeing uh, you guys, um, yourself and, and Kieran, obviously run horses in Melbourne, and then straight up to the farm at Bong Bong, well, whether they go to Bong Bong or whether they just go straight to, to Warwick Farm. And you, you sort of, maybe in the past, not yourself, but maybe there was this theory that, you know, if you were coming to Sydney, you'd be coming for a particular target. Now it seems like uh, you can one week be racing in a benchmark 78 in Melbourne and then next week be up here in a benchmark 78. And the, your horses are becoming so versatile. Yeah, well, I, I think you just have to... Uh, mate, you know, we're making the most of the facilities we have and, and the program book. Um, those mid-70 horses, are very often that's when the races drop away, so you've got to identify that. And, um, you know, she was she was accepted in two races and um, the Sydney race looked to suit and uh, the prize money was better as well, so naturally you're going to lean towards um, the races with better prize money. Do you find in Sydney there's a certain uh, type of race that's uh, not, I don't want to use the word easy to win, but uh, let, let's say like if you've got a, a good filly and you, you're winning certain races in Melbourne, do you, do you bring it to Sydney uh, to, to race fillies here or her own age here that to, to, to see a benchmark or vice versa? If you've got a nice horse here in Sydney, do you want to take it to Melbourne to, to get a benchmark there? Is there a, a bit of method behind the madness? Uh Honestly, not really. I, no. I don't think there's a certain type of horse that's better than another in in each state. Um, obviously, you have certain fashions and trends, and and the two-year-old racing in particular probably is stronger in uh, in Sydney. But um, if you've got a horse running going through the grades, you obviously you just got to weigh up whether you go for the easier race or the races worth a bit more prize money, depending on how progressive your horse is and whether you're in front of the handicapper or not. What about uh, yourself, mate? The last time we spoke to you was actually the morning of, uh, and then a big announcement came out a little bit later on. I remember that day, uh, or trying to chat with you earlier in the week, and you sort of said no. It was sort of when that a bit of uh, gossip or the, the news sort of started to filter through, and you obviously just wanted to focus on, you know, the 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 partnership that you're in at the moment and I didn't touch on it with you and I sort of said just leave it you know leave it be but now that it's out how will this transition happen and I guess we go to the sales this week in the Gold Coast uh, you obviously you're here in Australia you're with Kieran at the moment but you've also got to be looking ahead to what's around the corner in Hong Kong yeah that's right um, you know Kieran's been extremely good um, over the whole process obviously we've worked in together and um, I actually just got back from Hong- four days in Hong Kong uh, this week um, just to, to get some relationships going and and work out where I'm going to live and, and which stables I'll be in and et cetera. So um, that was good and, and great to get the ball rolling. And the, the transition will be um, very seamless, as, as Karen mentioned. It's, um, it might be new for everyone else, but it's new, not new um, internally. So... Um, you know, we've got a great team across the whole company, and Joe and Jack and Declan will, you know, step up and um, will obviously 
hand over the training and the comms um, over the next few weeks and I've got you know a couple of weeks to go um, a tick over so um, you know the results since the announcement have been fantastic and obviously I'm gradually stepping away um, now so that it's not too sudden and yes as you say I've got to focus on um, what lies ahead for me too so um, you know I'll be I'll be managing that at the sales as best I can yearling sales aren't really going to be my um, preference at the early stage of, of training there but it might be down the track yeah what are you most looking forward to about heading to to Hong Kong oh look I think it's it's fresh it's new uh, anything that's new is exciting obviously I'm looking forward to you know building some relationships getting some fresh horses in um, learning different ways of um, and different techniques obviously it's going to be completely different training at well, not completely different, but so they'll learn how to train at Shartin, um, any new any new training establishment um, for a, for a trainer. You're going to take a bit of time to settle in, and you know there's a training centre over the border in China as well, which is in a bit more relaxed environment, so that um, the horses that are in work for some time have have options. So um, that's obviously exciting and. Um, at the same time, um, daunting too. Uh, it'd be wrong for anyone uh, not to think that. So there's so many different aspects of it that are that are going to be um, thoroughly enjoyable, and uh, can't wait to get going. Yeah, it's exciting because it really is. Uh, you know, the the fact that you can, you know, really jump in the deep end, so to speak, uh, and also to prove um, prove that you. You know, I'm not saying that you haven't done anything. In your own right, but uh, you know it's it's uh, not two names on the business; it's your name um, up in light. So, uh, and that must make your family very proud too. Yeah, look, naturally that's uh, and it, the, one of the driving um, factors behind it. I'm looking forward to setting up a stable myself, and um, no better place uh, to do that too. You've got you know a lot of security there. It's obviously you know hugely competitive and going to be a great challenge. But um, obviously, prize money there is. Uh, almost second to none, and um, you know, racing twice a week will have its have its benefits and negatives. It'll be a, not necessarily a change of pace. Uh, still, be very busy, but you know, less racing and being able to focus more on um, the days, uh, the two race days in hand. Um, we'll just be we'll take some adjustment. You know, there'll be less horses. Um, but uh, a little bit more hands-on, which will be a big change and, and something that I'm looking forward to. All right, so officially, when is the uh, the final day for you, mate? Uh, I finish on the 27th of this month, uh, Saturday, 27th. All right, and, so we've got um, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, and then, yeah, I'll be sort of back and forth um, to Hong Kong and, and move officially in April. So... You've been sensational for this program, and we're going to probably chat no doubt before you finish uh, officially on the 27th, but um, every time that I've had you on the program, more often than not, you've given us a winner, and you've been quite open and saying, listen, when I do Melbourne radio or other radio here in Sydney, uh, I don't usually tip the winners. So our listeners here at Sky Sports Radio have been quite appreciative. Let's see if we can uh, get some winners before you go. I'm sure you'll still um, be able to, to tip us into something in Hong Kong um, as your career continues. But from an Australian perspective, is there something, and I know you've been away, but is there something over the next couple of days that you think that we should be having a little investment on? Yeah, look, I think um, Magic Shadow is a nice horse. 
Um, his first run had an awful lot of promise, and uh, is the horse on Wednesday. And I, uh, I really do think it's hard to get away from Spywire. I think he was extremely impressive. I think the backup's perfect for him on Saturday. Hopefully, he can draw a gate. Which will be all tomorrow. Great to talk with you, David. I'll see you in a few hours uh, at the Gold Coast, mate. Okay. See you, Dave.